back to church, everyone. We hope you had a great festive season, that you managed to connect with some family, that you had some rest and refreshing times, and we hope that you're feeling excited and expectant for the year ahead. We've started a new series called Whisper, How to Hear the Voice of God. And I think it's so fitting to start the series um, coming out of the year that we've had and going into a year of such uncertainty. Um, it's a great, this is a great opportunity for us to um, just open our hearts and our minds to, to preparing ourselves to actually hear from God, to get direction and vision for this year. And the Bible is full of stories of people who had these incredible encounters with God or these visits from God, people who heard God's voice. You think of Abraham who had a visit from God and he told them, told him this amazing um, dream that he had for his life and um, he went on to live out this incredible destiny. People like Moses who um, heard God's voice in a burning bush. Okay? Other people had visits from angels who told them words from God, gave them direction for their lives. Others had visions or dreams. Jacob wrestled with God in his dream. And you read these and you might think, but does God still speak to us today? We haven't had a visit from an angel lately. I would love to have a sign up in the sky or a burning bush that says, yes, you must marry that person or no, you mustn't take that job. That would be great and easy, okay? But that's not how God speaks to us today. In fact, we hear from God more today than they did before. We have more access to God, to his voice, to his word today than ever before. And it's all because of Jesus. You see, before Jesus' day, God would speak to the prophets, and then the prophets would have to relay the message to God's people. But, and after the last prophet, there was actually 400 years of silence. 400 years where God said nothing. No angel, no vision, no prophets for 400 years until Jesus came. Until John the Baptist, when God sent an angel um, to announce his birth and where John the Baptist then was the final prophet who prophesied about Jesus' coming, who made a way, who prepared the way for Jesus. And because of Jesus, we have access to so much. We have direct access to God. Jesus restored that relationship for us so that we can talk to God and hear his voice again. The way that God spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden, the way he had a relationship with them, Jesus restored that relationship. So now we have more access than ever to connect with God, to be in relationship with God and to hear God's voice. So how does God speak to us? Firstly, we have access to God's word, the written word of the living God. When Jesus was on earth in his ministry, he shared God's heart with the people. He came and he brought God's word to us. And when, before he left, he said to the disciples, I'm going to send a helper that's going to come and he's going to bring to, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he's going to bring to remembrance everything that I taught you. He's going to help you to remember my words. And he did, okay? The Holy Spirit brought to remembrance everything that Jesus had said and um, the apostles wrote them down. And that's what we have in our Bible today. We have God's word that Jesus spoke to us. And in Hebrews, I think it is, um, God actually says, you know, in, in, in the past, people heard his voice with prophets. But in 
the current time, in the end days, which is what we're living in, we're going to hear his words through his son, Jesus. And so those are the words that we read in God's word today. And so we have access to God's voice through his word. We hear his voice when we spend time in his word. We hear God's voice when we spend time in his word. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. This is our starting point. If you want to hear God's voice, we need to start in his word. It's our lamp. If we want to know which way to go, if, if things are seeming a bit cloudy and we don't know what to do, we lift up our lamp to show us, okay, where do we put our next foot? And that's the word of God. That's our Bibles. Okay, we read God's word and it helps direct our path. Romans 12 verse 12 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. If you want to know what God's will is for you, his good will for you, then you need to allow him to transform you, to change the way you think by reading his word. We hear his voice when we spend time in his word. And the more time we spend in God's word, the more clarity we get, the more, the easier it is to recognize God's voice. So employees at a bank, when, um, when they're training to, to uh, work with, to recognize counterfeits, they don't work with counterfeit money, they work with real money, genuine money. And the more they work with the genuine money, they get used to it and they, they know what it feels like, what it smells like, what it looks like. And as soon as they have a, a, a fake, a counterfeit, they can identify it straight away because they, they know what the real thing is like. And that's what we need to be. That's how we need to approach God's word. We need to know the truth. We need to know what God's word says so that when a lie comes from the enemy, we can recognize it straight away. We need to know the truth of God's word so we can spot the lies of the enemy. If you want to know, if, is this God's word? Is this God's voice that I'm hearing? Then you need to know that what the truth that's in God's word. Because if you're hearing God speak to you, it will always line up with his word. If it doesn't line up with what God's word says, then it's not God speaking to you. So the more we read God's word, the more we read the voice of God that we already have, the, the will of God that, that's known, that we already know, the more we learn to know that, the easier it's going to be for us to recognize God's voice when he speaks in other ways. And by comparing what we hear to the truth of scripture, okay? So we can learn to recognize God's voice. So when we hear something from God and we compare it to what we read in scripture, that's how we learn to recognize what is God's voice and what is not, what is our own or what is the enemy's. And God speaks most clearly to us today through his word. Okay, this is why I started with this point because this is the way that you're gonna hear God's voice the most is through his word. And I think for some of us, we would prefer that burning bush experience because it's easier. You know, you just, we can just carry on with life and, and, oh, there's a burning bush. God tells me to do this. Okay, I can do that. But reading God's word takes more effort. It takes commitment on our side. 
we need to be proactive, we need to put effort into to putting those practices in place where we're reading through God's word daily, where we're seeking, we're searching for him, we're filling our hearts with his word and his truth so that God can bring those to remembrance when we need them. Often when I'm praying for someone or I'm praying about something, God will bring a scripture to mind and I'll know, okay, yes, that's what I need to do. Or yes, that's what I need to share with this person. And it's because I've got the storehouse of God's word in my heart that God can bring those to remembrance. So we need to be filling our hearts and our minds with God's word so that he can speak to us through his word, so that he can bring that to remembrance when we need it. And if God's word tells us to do something, then we don't have to pray about it. We don't have to fast and hear a clear yes from God. If his word says it, then we can do it. And this is, um, some of you might know that we've, our family has grown recently. We have just adopted a little baby boy. His name is Luca and he is just the most amazing child. Um, I've always wanted to adopt. It's been something that has always been on my heart since I was young. I can't even remember why it's just always been there i've always known that one day i would adopt a child and um so obviously when reese and i met that was one of the first things i said to him once we you know started dating i was like just so you know like i want to adopt a baby one day <laughs> so you're either on board or you're not um and he was like yeah okay you know and we, we chatted a bit about it and um for me it was something that's always been yeah, I feel like it's something that God's laid on my heart. So it was very clear. But for Reese, it was something that I wanted to do. And so when we got talking seriously about it, when we were starting a family, I said to him, like, you know, this is this is what I'm I want to do. And I feel like God's put it on my heart. And his response was, God's told us, like it's in God's word, we can do it, let's do it. And so even when we were filling out the paperwork for the adoption, we had to write like a in one of the forms that to write our motivation for adopting. And I had this whole page of this, you know, beautifully written thing of why I want to adopt. And Reese had like four lines on his, on his answer. And it was, well, we can. And God has said it in his word. And so we're going to do it. And I love that. I love that if, you, if, if God's word says something, we can know that he's going to take care of us in that. And you know, Luke has been such a blessing to our lives. We've only had him for, for two months, and, um, but he really has added so much joy. And we are loving having him as a part of our family. He smiles when he wakes up. He smiles when he goes to bed. He's laughing. And he's just added such a great dynamic to our family. And so when we obey God and his word, God blesses us. When we're, when we're open and we don't have to, so we don't have to pray about it. If it's in God's word, that's God's voice speaking to you. That's what God's saying we should do. And actually where it does say it in the Bible is James 1 verse 7. It says, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for the orphans and the widows. And so we know God's heart is for orphans. We know that that's God's heart. And so we're going to care for them because that's what God asks of us. Okay, so we hear God's voice when we spend time in God's word. That's where we need to start. If you're wanting to hear God's voice this year, start by putting a practice in place where you read his word daily. Secondly, we have access to God's wisdom. So when we adopted Luca, um, or while we were discussing, you know, trying to plan our lives according to when we were going to adopt him, we needed to ask God for wisdom. So we knew this was what God wanted us to do, but we had to ask God for wisdom on the timing. 
because Kai surprised us when, um, when Riley was very young. <laughs> so we were quite overwhelmed for a few years um, in those little, with two tiny little kids. And if we had added a third child any earlier, I think our lives might have fallen apart a bit. Yeah, it would have put immense pressure on our marriage, um, on us emotionally, work would have taken a knock. So we had to rely on God's wisdom for the timing. So we knew this is what God wants us to do. We're going to do it. But then we had to ask God, God, give us wisdom, help us to know the right time and the right place. And this it really has worked out. The timing, everything about it has worked out so well. It's been perfect timing. And it's just God has blessed it so much. And so we have access to God's wisdom. So another way we hear God's voice is to pray and ask for wisdom. In James 1 verse 5, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. If you need wisdom, you need to ask God. Sometimes it's not about just a yes or no answer. You actually need, you just need God's wisdom to be able to look at the situation and you'll know, actually, this is not a wise choice. Yes, this is a wise choice. Okay. You can make good decisions in your life by asking God for his wisdom. He's a loving father. God loves us. God wants the best for us. He wants us to succeed more than any good father here on earth. How much more does he want us to succeed in what we're doing, in his plans and his purposes for us? So when we're asking for wisdom in something, he's not sitting up in heaven saying, mm, I'll let you take this one. I'm sure you can figure it out. You know, he doesn't just watch us fail. He wants to help us. He wants, he's like, I know what you should do. Ask me, I'll tell you. Yeah, he wants to give us his wisdom to help us make good choices. Proverbs 2, verse 1 to 11 says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you, you will gain knowledge of God. The Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And then in verse nine it says, then you will understand what is right, just and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Hearing from God in this way is so important. You see, our lives are made up of, of choices. One choice that leads to another, that leads to another, that leads to another, that eventually leads to the rest of our lives. Our lives are all about choices, everyday choices, small choices, big choices. We need God's wisdom to make good choices for our lives. And wisdom is a gift from God, but it requires effort on our part. Okay? You'll notice all the adjectives in those verses. Okay? Tune your ears, listen, treasure, cry out, ask, search, seek, and then you will find. It requires effort on our part in pursuing God's will. If we, want, if we want to know God's will for our lives, we need to put in the effort to, to searching for it, to asking for it, to, to not just carry on living, but stop and say, God, is this the right choice? Is this what you want for my life? Give me wisdom in this situation. We need to ask God for wisdom. And all wisdom ultimately comes from God, but there's different ways that God, God, 
uses different ways to, to show us his wisdom or to give us his wisdom. So he'll, he'll often use people. Sometimes maybe there's a question that you're asking God and you're saying, God, show me this, show me, give me wisdom in this way, in, in this area. And then you meet up with a, with a godly friend and this godly friend shares some advice with you and, and that advice lines up with the Bible and you're like, yes, that's God's wisdom. And he's used that person um, to help you. You know, when I'm going to meet with friends or, and especially if it's friends that don't know Jesus, I always pray before. I'm like, God, give me a word of wisdom. Give me a word of encouragement that can help them today. And he often does. And so God uses people to share his wisdom with you. Um, he might use a sermon. You might come to church and you're wrestling over something and the sermon just hits home and you're like, that's the answer. That's exactly what I've been waiting for. Yeah, God can use people in those ways. Or maybe it's a book or an article. Just make sure that, that what you're reading is lining up with God's word. But there's some great books God has given wisdom to many great Christian people that have written um, books on specific topics that can really help you. And if we're wanting to grow in our wisdom and in, in, in finding out God's will for our lives in different areas, then we need to search and seek for it. So we need to be reading books. We should be looking at, at articles that, are, um, yeah, that line up with God's word. When we became parents, we read books. Okay, I pray every day for wisdom. I promise you every day, I'm like, God, give me wisdom. I don't know how to do this. Give me wisdom, please. And then I go and I read books and I find things and, I, and, and then I need God's wisdom on how to apply that to our lives because every child is so different. I'm like, God, give me wisdom. How do I apply that here? But we need to put the effort in into seeking out wisdom. Okay, we need to be filling our minds, surrounding ourselves with the right people, getting into church, listening to God's word, reading God's word. Okay, there's a whole book, Proverbs on wisdom. Um, the Bible is full of wisdom. We need to search for wisdom and we need to ask God for wisdom. And that's a way that in that way we can hear God's voice and his direction for our lives. So we have access for God's wisdom, access to God's wisdom. Let's ask for it. Thirdly, we have access to God's presence. Okay, in Psalm 37 verse 7, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. There's so much noise going on around us. There's so much noise in our head. There's so many voices in our head all the time. Here, we need, to, we need to find a way to quieten those voices if we're wanting to hear what God's voice is saying. And Jesus was a great example of this. Okay, if you read through the Gospels, you'll see before Jesus even started his ministry, he went off in solitude to the desert to be alone for 40 days. He fasted and he prayed and he spent time with God, clearing his mind, hearing God's direction. And he came out stronger. And all through his ministry at different points, at different times, he would withdraw from the crowd. He would go away to a solid, solitary place and he would just be quiet and, and spend time with his father. And if Jesus needed to withdraw from people in order to hear God's voice, how much more do we need to do that? Okay, we need to follow Jesus' example and draw, withdraw from people at, at certain times, find a quiet place, a quiet spot, and get into God's presence. And only when God can only, God's not going to shout louder than every other voice um, in our heads. We need to quieten the other voices. We need to be still before God. We need to wait patiently for him to speak to us. 
we have access to God's presence and he's waiting for us to draw near to him. In James 4 verse 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It's when we quieten ourselves, we create the environment and the space and we put ourselves close to God that he then comes close to us. For me personally, I, um, there's two ways that I hear God or two circumstances that I hear God um, the clearest in and, and the one is worship. When I'm in worship with God and my heart is, is open, um, my mind is focused on him, the words I'm singing are bringing glory to his name. I feel like, like that connection is open and I've often heard God clarify things or um, speak things over me during worship. The other way is when I'm in times of, sol of solitude, um, especially in nature, I find that when I'm, when I'm on the beach or in the forest and um, I have that, I'm just surrounded by God's beauty and I can see him around me, I feel like I'm closer to him and it helps me. And especially if, obviously, if I'm alone, you know, pre-COVID days, I would go for a walk on the beach um, after dropping the kids off at school and just spend 10 minutes just alone with God and speaking to him and listening to him and trying to focus, clear my thoughts and focus my mind on him. And God speaks in different ways um, to us. For me, often it's a picture. So if I'm in a time of prayer, I might see a picture in my mind and um, feel like God gives me an explanation of what that picture means. And maybe it's for somebody or maybe it's just for me to pray into that because that's, that's what God's wanting to do in that situation or for that service that we're praying for. Other times it's just a word that comes or a phrase um, that, I, that I, I comes to mind and I'm... Yeah, and it just, it speaks to me. Other times it's a sense from God to do something or to stop doing something. It's just a sense of, I need to do this. Or I need to, I need to stop doing that. Okay, there's different ways that God speaks to us. But the important thing is that when, you, when you're hearing God's voice or you're seeing something, it needs to align with God's word. If it aligns to what God's word's saying, then chances are it's from God and you're learning to, to recognize his voice. And if it's not, that's definitely not from God. Okay, and there's two, there's just two important things that I want to share with you of, um, for you to remember when you're coming into God's presence. Okay, two keys to hearing God's voice. Two keys to hearing God's voice when you're in his presence. The first one is relationship is key to hearing God's voice. Jesus says in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Those who hear God's voice are those who belong to God, those who follow Jesus. The sheep hear and recognize his voice because they know him as their shepherd. And Graham shared an amazing, Pastor Graham shared an amazing um, message on Jesus as our shepherd last week in the first part of the series. If you weren't here, go and listen to it. It will encourage you. Okay, but relationship is key to hearing God's voice. It's those that are in relationship with him. We can't just live our lives however we want. And then when we need, when we're in trouble, we reach out and say, okay, God, come. I need a word from you. I need this from you. Um, it's about living day in and day out in a daily rhythm of a relationship with Jesus. And when you're in the habit of sitting in God's presence, um, God is going to speak to you. But for now, if, if you're not in that habit, don't worry about hearing God's voice. Just practice being present with God. God will speak to you, but you just need to focus on getting into God's presence and practicing being present with him, starting off that relationship 
that two-way two relationship with him. When I, um, when I have times of quiet time with God, I often start by just taking a few deep breaths and I just say these lines over and over. I say, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. And as I say that, it just, it gets my heart ready to know or it prepares my heart to know that this is not about me or my agenda or what I want from God. I'm actually here to be with him. I'm here to be in relationship with him. Okay, so relationship is key. The sheep know his voice because they know the shepherd, because they're in relationship with him. The second key to hearing God's voice is a heart willing to listen and obey is key to hearing from God. If we're coming to God with our minds made up already, we're like, this is what I want to do. Can you just give me my stamp of approval, please? It's going to be really hard to hear God's voice in those circumstances because you really want that and your heart is set on it. And so your emotions are going to cloud your, your, your ability to hear God's voice. We need to come to God with an open heart, with a humble heart, where we're open to hearing, to listening, and to obeying whatever he says. Because if he's saying something different to what we want, it's going to be really difficult to hear that if our hearts are not open. So I want to encourage you, if you are trying to find direction for something from God, or if you, you're trying to just yeah, figure out if this is what you should do or not do, maybe you're wanting to move overseas, or maybe you're in a relationship that's getting serious, Come to God with an open heart so that you can hear his voice. Listen to what he says and obey what he tells you to do. You know, when Reese and I had first started dating, um, or we had just started seeing each other, and I remember I'd come out of some messed up relationships that I just, I, I didn't want to go back there. And so, and obviously your heart is, you can't trust yourself when you're starting a relationship. I'll just tell you that if you're young and you're in a relationship, you're not thinking clearly, okay? You've seen my husband, you'll know. It's difficult to think clearly when, when you're feeling all these emotions, okay? So we, were, we had just started dating and it was all exciting, and, but I was so desperate to, to do things right. I was so desperate to live God's will out of my life and not mine that I remember being in worship one day and we were still young, so we would go to the front of the, um, of the auditorium when we worshipped. And I remember just going down on my knees and saying, God, like, is this okay? Like, can I carry on with this? Can I, can I pursue this? Um, is this your will for me? I don't want to do anything that's not your will. I want you to show me. If you say no, I'll walk away. If you say yes, yay, thank you. <laughs> okay, and God, I remember so clearly, I felt the sense of all God said to me was keep your eyes on me. And I was like, is that a yes? Are you saying yes, I can go for it? And I do, I felt like God gave me peace in that moment. And I felt like all he said to me was keep your eyes on me. And that's what we did. We, kept, we, we started dating and we made sure that we kept our eyes on Jesus. We got people um, in our lives to be accountable to so that we could go, make sure that, we that we, our relationship was a godly relationship. And we did it the way God wanted us to um, we made sure that we put boundaries in place so that we could keep our eyes on Jesus and make him number one. And now we're 11 years into marriage with three beautiful children and we're still keeping our eyes on Jesus. But I had to be open to God in that moment to hear him clearly. Okay, I had to, I, 
my heart was willing to walk away if he said no. So I want to encourage you, if you're wanting to hear from God, make sure that your heart is willing to listen and obey God. Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Depend not on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. If we seek his will for our lives, God will show you which path to take. So we have access to God's word. We have access to God's wisdom. We have access to God's presence. And then lastly, we have access to the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. We have access to the Holy Spirit who helps us discern whether something is God's will or whether it's not God's will. And the word refers to it as refers to the Spirit as the Spirit of truth. It says, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. You know that feeling you get when you're doing something where you're just like, I don't know if I should be doing this. This doesn't feel right. That's, that's the Holy Spirit. If you're a child of God, that's the Holy Spirit guiding you. Okay, so other times you might feel peace about something and, and the Holy Spirit encourages you in that, encourages you to keep doing the things that you're doing because they're good choices. It's our responsibility to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. Okay, if, we're, if the Holy Spirit's trying to tell us the whole time that, hey, you're not making good choices, these are not good choices, and if we keep pushing it down and pushing it aside, eventually we're not going to recognize God's voice anymore. We're not going to recognize the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But the more we obey those nudges, the more we listen to that, that sense that we get from the Holy Spirit, the more in tune we're going to be um, with the Holy Spirit. And the more we're going to, God's going to be able to speak to us more clearly. So it's our responsibility to learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And again, the more we read God's word, the more we will recognize the promptings, the more we know God's heart and the more we know um, how he wants us to live and the choices he wants us to make, the, the easier it's going to be for the Holy Spirit to guide us in those choices. And if we're still unsure of whether that's God's voice or my voice or um, the enemy's voice, then there's three questions. I just want to quickly give you three questions that you can ask yourself um, if you're unsure if you're wanting to, if you're new to, to hearing God's voice in your life and you're like, oh, God just said this amazing thing, but was that God? Was that me? Did I just want him to say that, that I thought it? You know, then there's, there's, there's three questions you can ask yourself. The first one is, will following this feeling or sense help me to become more like Jesus? Okay, will following this feeling or sense help me to become more like Jesus? Because that's the goal. The ultimate goal is to be more like Jesus. And so if, if, if the Holy Spirit is leading you into something and it's going to help you to become more like Jesus, it's most likely the Holy Spirit. If it's leading you away, if it's leading you into a relationship or a friendship that's going to take you away from Jesus, then it's, it's likely, most likely not the Holy Spirit. The second question is, will dwelling on this thought produce more of the fruit of the Spirit in my life? So will thinking about this thing that I'm thinking about Will it produce more of the fruit of the Spirit in my life? And then thirdly, do the thoughts confirm or contradict God's word? Okay, so is this going to help me become more like Jesus? 
are these thoughts going to help me to, to be more loving, more kind, more um, peaceful, more joyful, more patient? Okay? And do these thoughts confirm or contradict God's word? So we have everything we need to live a life that brings glory to God. We have access to God's word. We have access to God himself and to God's presence. We have access to God's wisdom and we have access to the Holy Spirit. Now I wanna encourage you to dedicate this year to God. As we start this year and as you may be doing some goals or some planning, um, or maybe you're just feeling a bit despondent. Okay, I, I, I want us to get excited for this year. This is going to be a year where God is going to speak to us, where God is going to direct us, where we're going to become, we're going to fall more in love with Jesus this year. We're going to hear and understand God's word more this year. And we're going to submit to His plans and His purposes for our lives because His plans for our lives are good and pleasing and perfect. And so if you want to do that with me for this year, I've just got to pray that I want to pray personally. Okay, this is the prayer that I'm praying um, for myself this year. But if you, if you want to commit this year to God, if you want to, if you want to say with me, God, I want to give this, this year to you. I want your will for my life and not my own. I want to hear your voice. I want to get closer to you this year. Then don't you just want to lift your hands up? Wherever you are, if you feel comfortable with that, or if you're alone and you want to stand or you want to kneel before God, just lift, lift your hands as, as a sign of surrender. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray this prayer out and you can just agree with me. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender this year to you. May your kingdom come and your will be done in my life. I've made my plans, but please will you direct my steps. I commit to reading your word and spending time in your presence. Please speak to me as I create space for you. Please give me your wisdom and increase my discernment. Holy Spirit, I invite you to lead me each day. Please help me to be sensitive to your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you were encouraged by that message. And I really do hope that you um, can be excited for this year. And yeah, I'm excited for to see what God's going to do in and through us this year. If you're joining us for the first time, I really want to encourage you just to click on connect with us and we can send you any information about the church or if you're wanting to start a relationship with Jesus, we can send you some next steps on, on how to do that. And we're not sure, church, what's happening next week. We are waiting for our president's announcement. So please make sure that you stay tuned to social media. We will announce it. We'll let you know if we're doing in-person services or if. But either way, we will definitely be online next week. Um, but we'll let you know if we're going to add some, some in-person services. So stay tuned to our social media. We hope you have a great weekend further. And we'll see you soon.